Alright, so no, chapter one maybe wasn't as uplifting as I had originally let on, but you have to admit it certainly did deliver on the excitement factor. Yes, yes, it was a little bit on the dark side for a first chapter, but the darker the shadow, the brighter the light shines through, as they say, and our characters were certainly shining bright on that fateful day. Even after a stretch of some of the worst luck in their lives plagued our heroes, and with the weight of their own demise crushing them, they were still able to pull it all together long enough to help the champions rescue a poor unconscious soul, and they all made it back to Omersia safely. Well, well they are safe now, right? Well, there's only one way to find out, my eager listeners. Let's pop open our book and turn to chapter two, Byway, or the Highway, where we'll hopefully get some answers to our burning questions, such as, are the champions okay? Where exactly were our characters after their scrape with death? Who was the man they met after stepping through the portal? And most importantly, who is Bagman? We'll find out all this and more together on Behold the Roll. Welcome back to Behold the Roll. I'm Jesse. I'm going to be your Dungeon Master, and I am joined once again by Jim Gledhill. Hey guys, Silas Leotor here. Joe Pinkham. Wolf Donfire. And of course, Zach Ledford. Hello everybody, this is Lork and Brightstrike. Hell yeah, 15th time is a charm. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us here on Chapter 2. As you know by now, we truly appreciate it. We truly appreciate those of you that tuned into chapter one and people that tuned into Beyond the Roll. So without further ado, let's give a little recap about chapter one, shall we? When we last saw our adventurers, we got a brief glimpse into their individual lives. Wolf had just been bestowed a great honor at his monastery. Silas had received some distressing news from his mother, who then disappeared alongside his father, and Lorcan had found a book devoted to the god of magic that finally gave him the gift of casting magic himself. However, these important yet not entirely extraordinary lives were forever changed when all three of our heroes were tragically killed. But the three of them then awoke in a strange realm of darkness, falling ash and despair, caged together alongside another unconscious, unknown human figure. Lorcan casted an exemplary mage hand and was able to identify the figure was a male, and the figure was thereby lovingly named Bagman, as they never bothered to remove the sack from his head to see who he was. The three were unable to escape their newfound prison until some help arrived in the form of four of the strongest known warriors in Omersia, known collectively as the Champions. The Champions were able to free our heroes and Bagman, and our pal Lorcan was getting along extra well with the Dorvan champion Torbera, but you were all informed that they had some incredibly important business to finish up. They ran back towards a massive looming shadow, but not before asking you to keep Bagman safe and directing you all to a portal back to Omersia. Wolf scooped up Bagman as asked, and the four of you ran to the portal, 
However, you are accosted by some fiendish dark goblins led by an extra jack chain goblin that look to stop you from escaping. This attempt proved frivolous as you absolutely decimated him and his <laughs> troops. The chain goblin was left with no choice but to try and make a deal. He keeps Bagman and you all get to escape. Silas pretended as if he was on board with the idea, lulling the chain goblin into a false sense of security before absolutely melting his new fiendish friend. <laughs> Confused, terrified, but yet a little hyped up at handily disposing of the goblins, you all took the portal back to Emersia and ended up in the backyard of a mysterious, half-naked man just trying to retrieve his morning mail. And that is where you all find yourself right now. Sweet. Yeah, I can feel the excitement radiating in the air. <laughs> it's always that first sentence that's the hardest to, to, <laughs> to get going. Excellent. <laughs> so, first things first, let me rectify a little bit of a fuck up from chapter one. <gasps> and Zach and Jimmy, or should I say Lorkin and Silas, please give me a history check. Oh, history check? Ah, yes, sir. Nat 20, <laughs> sir. Oh, God. <laughs> Mine is equally as impressive. It's a seven. It's a seven? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, with your seven, you do know that the uh, four people that freed you are known mm -hmm. as the champions. Okay. Um, and you will also know the champion of Evermore because that is where you are from. Mm -hmm. um, the champion of Evermore is Zane Lightbringer. He is the half-elf wizard, and he's the one that had the two different colored eyes, and he had the staff with the gem on it. Okay. But since our old pal Lorcan rolled so well, we now get to know all of their names because I fucked up in chapter one because you all were pretending to sleep. We talked about this in Beyond the Roll, but you were all pretending to sleep, and Wolf is the only one not from one of the four towns but it makes absolutely no sense that since you two are from Evermore, that you wouldn't at least know some of the champions. But with a nat 20, Lorcan, we have, of course, Torbera Stonehelm, who's a dwarf rogue slash cleric that represents Ashborn. We have, as I said, Zane Lightbringer, who's the half-elf half wizard that's representing Evermore. We have Ro the Unhinged, who's a half-Goliath barbarian representing Whitehaven. And the main woman with the purple hair that ended up freeing you originally from your chains and your bonds and everything like that. Her name is Nashe Rosegold. She's a human paladin representing Wakefield. Where did you say uh, Torbera represented? Torbera is Ashbourne. Ashbourne and... Okay. And could you repeat the last name one more time? Nashea? Nashea Rosegold. N-I-S-H-A-Y. Thank you. Nashea. Love it. Okay. Oh, Torbera. <laughs> That's the only one that Zach wrote down. Torbera from Ashbourne. All right. And now to keep the ball rolling, let's have everybody roll a history check. Wolf with disadvantage. Ooh. Ooh. Huh. 24. I don't, I don't know my history. I got a four. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's see. I got a 20. 
with disadvantage. Yep, I rolled an 18 and 19. Good God, Darn. what a monster. Wolf coming in just knowing everything about the champions and old fucking Silas is over there with his head <laughs> under the blankets for 25 years. Yeah, Silas has been a little bit sheltered the last few years, so. Uh, I mean, frankly, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, Wolf and Lorcan, um, now that you've kind of had a moment to collect yourselves as you've stepped through the portal, both of you actually recognize this man whose backyard that you find yourself in. And he is Beckett Rosegold, the father of Nishay Rosegold and one of the old champions whose spot was passed down to his daughter, Nishay. Excellent. Yes, sir. He looks at the three of you again and kind of adjusts his robe a little bit so that it closes to not be quite as a showing of his body. Thank you, sir. Well, you boys look like you've had a hell of an afternoon. Come on in, fellas. I'll make you that tea, I promised, and we'll have a little chat about what's going on. Mm, that sounds good. Sir, where, where, where are we, sir? He uh, turns towards his house and, like, opens the door, and then he turns back and gives you a kind smile, and he's like, you're home. You're back in Omersha. And he walks inside. Do you guys think we can trust him? Well, he said he sure doesn't do. seem like a threat. I don't know. He's He used he to seems... be a champion. Let's go. <laughs> oh, he did? He's respectable. I start man. marching in. <laughs> I forgot that Jimmy failed his history check already. <laughs> I'm like, you think yeah. Jim, I just told you he was a champion. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> I expect this from Zach, but not from you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll fix up Bagman's appearance a little bit and then uh take him in with me. <laughs> Nice. So are all three of you going in? Yep. I guess so. All right. So the three of you walk in and it's a nice quaint little cabin. Um, you, It's like very clean and tidy, but like obviously it's a little dusty and just, you know, it's the cabin of somebody that lives by themselves. That's definitely getting up there in years with a 24 Zach. I will actually give you one more thing. And that is that, you know, that uh, Beck, which is what he's more commonly known by. He kind of moved out of the public's eye because as he got, you know, older and older, he was still like powerful and he was still like helping his daughter with things in the champions and whatnot. But it's very well known now around most of the parts because you're from, you moved to Whitehaven. Mm-hmm. So you live in Whitehaven. So you're still up to date on like the stuff that's going on. You're not like Wolf or. Um, Silas who are kind of out of the public's eye Um, and you know that it's very well known that Beck has gotten up there in years and unfortunately people are kind of worried about his health now um, because he is a human so like he is kind of on his last leg and it's also known that he has a little bit of trouble remembering things now but the three of you go inside and he's puts the pot of tea on the on the stove and the fire licks it and he turns around and looks at the three of you and he goes so I suppose you fellas have a lot of questions huh? We do and might I say you have a beautiful house sir why thank you 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 fellas have a seat if you want and he motions to his living room which is a dining table that has like four wooden seats 
Um, and he also has like the old man couch with the weird like yellow floral pattern Just, to it and like a really, really broken in red lazy boy recliner. Oh, dibs on that lazy boy. Oh man. I'm gonna go ahead and set down Bagman on the couch and uh take it take the bag off his head. You're gonna take the bag off his head? Yeah. Perfect. Um Silas and Lorkin. Actually, I guess just Wolf. Give me a history check. Another one? Mm-hmm. This might be the most that history's ever been used. Uh, a four. Okay, so you don't know who this is right off, but Silas and Lorkin sure as hell do. Laying on the couch now being dropped by Wolf, the fella that you all knew as Bagman is one King Harland Amastica, the king of Evermore. Uh, oh, oh guys, boy. Guys, is is that who I think it is? Who was this supposed That's, to be? Is, what, I, what, I think, what's his name again? Uh, is that King Harland? Yeah, that's King Harland. Uh, I, I don't think this is a good thing. Do you? What do you think he was doing down there? Should we put the bag back over his head so nobody knows? I think it's probably for the best. Well, as long as he's in here, might as well let him breathe. <laughs> well, it's certainly not a good thing, friends. And Beckett opens the window above his stove, and he pulls out like a big brown cigar and lights it on the stove while the tea's cooking. He takes a puff of it, and then he reaches into his breast pocket of his robe and pulls out like a small scroll with some writing on it. I I apologize in advance, but... I don't have the best memory getting on in my age. So every morning, my daughter writes me a note to remind me of what's going on. I have a sharp mind about what happened back in back in my time, but th- things as of late get a little bit blurry. And this is the note that I woke up to this morning, and I feel like it would be pretty pretty handy for one of you. And he hands one of you the note, who would like the note. I'm not very well versed in the affairs here. I uh I walk up and I push my half moon glasses up and he's and I hold my hand out. I'll take that note. He passes you the note and I am sending you the note if you would please read it to your fellow adventurers. I take that back. I hand the note back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right, so I uh, I push my half moon glasses even further up on my uh, on the bridge of my nose. Good morning, Beck. I know you won't remember much of this, but here's the quick and dirty. We have some bad shit going on with him again, the Dark One. Over the past few weeks, we've been informed that people's souls aren't going to the correct place when they die. We don't understand why as of yet, but apparently we have learned how to take advantage of that. He, to our knowledge, we... He has learned. He has learned is what I mean. He has learned how to take advantage of that. To our knowledge, he hasn't learned how to decide which souls go to his domain. We fear he's figured out a way to send some of his minions to our plane and may be behind the deaths of some, making the chances of more souls entering his control more and more probable. This was bad enough, but we've heard from our sources that after the disappearance of King Amastica, that the Dark One may have been involved. 
We have to go to his domain and rescue him and need a safe place to portal back to. Please help whoever comes through the portal and check them for the brand to be sure he didn't curse them like the others. And if he has, please explain to them what is happening. I'm sorry to put you all, put all this on you, but there's some shady shit going on and you're the only people that I can trust. I love you. Stay safe. Nishé. Nishé's kind of got a potty mouth. Yeah, she gets that from her old man. Could I do a medicine check or just kind of like check on the... I don't think we've ever really checked on Bagman to like see, you know, if he's okay or, you know... Yeah, you can make a medicine check. Make sure you're not carrying around a dead body. Yeah. Uh, 15. 15? He's just unconscious. He's just unconscious? Okay. Yep. That is all. So that note had some pretty deep, some pretty deep stuff, but uh, I would like to know your names before I know anything else. Well, our names? Yes. My name is Lorcan Brightstrike. <laughs> you should know by now because I proclaim it every time I start talking. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> uh, my name is Leo, sir. And what's your name? My name is Wolf Donfire. It's nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you, Mr. Wolf. Nice to meet you as well. And it's it's nice to meet you, Lorkin. You too. <laughs> do, do you do you think something happened to our souls, kind of like what she had said in the note? That seems to be probable. Last thing I remember I f- was dying. I feel okay. Uh, Mr. Beckett, sir, does does Nishé come around here often? She's here every day, my friend. And he sets down the uh, saucer of tea on a little like side table next to you. And then he does the same for Lorkin and Wolf. And then he puts out his cigar, takes a dramatic sip of his tea, <laughs> and then takes another slip of paper out of his breast pocket. And he turns it to you three and he's like, so the three of you talk about the brand. Have you seen anywhere on your body a symbol that looks like this? And it is indeed the symbol that Nishay pointed out, which is the star with the circle and the X through it. And with a shaking hand, he holds it towards you so that the three of you can see it. Yes, it was pointed yeah. out to us. I show him the the symbol. You show him the symbol and on his face, you can tell this guy has become like a fun loving old man, basically in his older years. Um, But you see this stern look of like basically somebody that has lived a life of bad news and tragedy. And you see this look on his face once again of, you know, here we are again, pretty much like he doesn't look surprised. He just looks sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Rosegold, sir. Um, what do you know what these brands mean? Oh, I unfortunately do my friends. And he sits down. Uh, can I, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Um, could I check the king to see if he has a brand? You sure can. 
Okay, I don't I don't remember if in the first episode he did or not, if it was clarified. Uh, actually, you remember Nishé. Nishé did check his hand after they found it on Wolf's hand, and that's mm-hmm. why she originally gave him to you guys, because she said that you all had to get out of there quickly. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, cut all this then. <laughs> no. <laughs> I unfortunately do know a little bit too much about that, Mark. We've dealt with this before, I'm afraid. Back long, long ago, before the champions, before the square, hell, possibly before Omersia was even Omersia, the mortal plane was accosted by the Dark One. You see, he despises our plane and our existence, but he despises us the most. All races that inhabit the mortal plane, he hates them. Like my daughter said, the Dark One has been trying to cheat the death system for ages. And like I was saying, we've encountered this before. Long story short, we've been playing a game of cat and mouse for ages. Or I suppose chess would be a little bit more apt. First, in a way we never understood, souls would end up showing up in his realm, and we'd go and get them. So he developed this curse. You see, the Dark One is insanely powerful and can be a brute but he's deceivingly smart and wildly cunning. One of the most dangerous things about him is the ability to curse the souls that enter his domain. He hasn't learned a way to keep those souls there, but he has learned how to get them back if we come to claim them. Through magic we don't understand, he made it so that if someone escapes his plane, they don't come back in their natural body. They come back as almost a copy of themselves, which would be fine, but the curse has made it so that if you die, your soul isn't sorted like it's supposed to be. And you see he's kind of getting like a little bit flustered right now, trying to like remember all this and figure out a way to explain it to people that have never had to deal with this stuff before. How do I, how do I explain this? Basically, when you die, your soul leaves your body on the material plane and your soul enters the astral plane. There it is sorted into color pools where you are put and you either get the reward or the punishment that you deserved from the life that you lived. However, with this curse, your souls aren't sorted through the astral plane to your rightful final destination. You go directly back to his domain, that place that you boys just left. It was his attempt at a checkmate, that even if we rescued somebody, they'd still inevitably go back to his domain, where if left unsecured for too long, your soul would be corrupted permanently. But then we learned that we can fix that. Well, rather, we learned that the divine can fix that. And all of you know who the divine is. The divine is almost similar to a champion, but it's basically the uh, greatest cleric in the land of Omersia, at least in the square. So it works almost like a champion where there is one person that gets the divine title and they are like basically the like cleric to the kings in the kingdom and stuff like that. And you all know that the current or the current divine is Maraxador the Divine. And that's M-I-R-A-X-I-D-O-R. So does Maraxador work like work like with the king, with King Harland? He would work with all the kings. So he's basically if there's like so, 
where the champions will go out and fight like wild shit. Like they are basically mm-hmm. the defense. He is basically the one that they have considered like the most blessed by the gods. So mm-hmm. he is the one they turn to when they need big, big shit that's going down, you know? Mm-hmm. So you see he, with the strength of his goddess Mistra, created a spell powerful enough that he could remove the curse permanently. But of course, there's always a kicker. And that's that he needs your original body to do it. I know I'm going to regret asking this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, none of you three know where your body is, do you? I don't. I, I uh, sort of remember where I died, but I couldn't pinpoint it exactly. I remember losing my sleeping bag, <laughs> but I don't recall the exact location. So does that mean the the king is dead as well and he would need to find his body? It does. You see, the other thing that you need to know about the Dark One's domain, other than why my voice has changed drastically since the last session, even the beginning of this session, (laughs) the other thing you need to know about the Dark One's domain, time works a little bit differently there. Most planes, when you go there, time doesn't work the same as it does here on the material plane. And my daughter, she's been gone for a couple of days now. Every morning I read this note to make sure I know what's still going on. And she made sure to date it so that I know how long they've been gone. A couple days ago, I wrote myself a note not long after Nishe and the champions went to this domain and rumors started spreading around all of the square that King Amastica hadn't been coming out of his quarters. And then the rumors turned to King Amastica hasn't even left his house. And then it came out that King Amastica had disappeared. There's been a little bit of an uproar in Evermore, of course, with their king being missing. And I don't think that Evermore is strong enough internally to know that their king has died. So I have been in contact with the divine to let him know everything that I know about this. I've been in contact with all of the other leads of the square, Whitehaven, Ashbourne, Wakefield. And we have decided the best course of action is to get King Amastica back home. And then he can decide from there once he is back conscious Now that we have him, how he wants to proceed. If he wants to tell people that he needs to find his body, or if we're going to just keep up appearances, that everything is fine. You said that the, uh, our souls will corrupt at some point, right? If you were to remain in his domain for too long without being saved, your soul would indeed be corrupt. So if you were to die right now and go back there, and there was nobody to bring you back here, you would be his. Should should we try to maybe heal the king so he can be awake and maybe give us some guidance and let us know what he wants to do? Uh, You see he takes like another sip of his tea and he downs it and he goes, you can certainly try. I know it's actually a 
wonder that the three of you are on your feet. I'm assuming you were down there for a little bit longer than he was, perhaps. Because usually it takes people quite a while to wake up from, you know, dying. Now look, I'm, fellas, I'm just an old man. I don't know what's going on in this world anymore. I barely remember when I woke up this morning. But I know it's a lot to ask of you considering the three of you have got a lot dumped on your plate this morning. You could say a little bit of a lore dump, but... (laughs) Quiet the lore dump. (laughs) You've had a lot dropped on you. It is of great importance that the king makes it back to Evermore. And it would be selfish of me to assume that the three of you would prioritize that over finding your own body. But I will tell you this. Like I said, we've encountered this before. And if you can get to Evermore, there are people there that can help you in return. We have bounty hunters that have specialized in finding the bodies of people that we have had to remove the curse of. And I know for a fact, if you can get the king back there, and if you can be as discreet as possible, then they are going to do whatever they can to not only find his body, but help you find yours in exchange. Guys, I don't think that would be a terrible idea. I was actually on my way to Evermore, um, and then I kind of got sidetracked, but my body's in that general direction, so maybe we could look on the way or after we dropped the king off, of course. It's kind of just an easy lead. I would absolutely keep an eye out on your way. Um, I do regret to inform you, you got a little bit of a trek on your hands, but... What kind of trek we talking? Where are we? And he kind of sighs a little bit and nods, and he's like, well, we are slightly east of Wakefield, west of the byway. So I reckon you have two options. You can either take the long route, follow the byway down towards Ashbourne and cut your way to Evermore in almost a reverse L. And that's a little bit safer of a trek. Or you can cut through the woods, maybe save yourself a day or two. Uh, but I can't promise you what's what's waiting out there in them woods. What I can promise you, or I suppose at least offer you, is I do have a horse. And I have a little carriage. That way you're not trying to transport King Amastica there by hand. What about how big a, is this carriage? Uh, immaculately big enough for three people and an unconscious king. You don't have an airship that we could borrow? Or a car? <laughs> you are from Evermore, aren't you? You you elves and your airships. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend you. I, the horse and carriage is, is a fine mode of travel, sir. We, we'd be so appreciative. Do you happen to be a wizard? <laughs> I'm not a wizard. You, you see, he actually looks kind of sad. Um, and he's just kind of nods a little bit and he's like I was once a paladin but of course as you get older you get less and less useful to the gods 
and their power is more it's more useful in people that can still handle the work that I can't people like my daughter people like the champions and I had my day but now now I'm just a man sounds kind of like you got shafted sir <laughs> I didn't get shafted I got old my friend it'll happen to you happen a little bit It'll probably be a little bit longer for you than it is for me. But that's just how this world works. And if we don't let the if we let the dark one consume it, then you ain't gonna live long enough to see that oldness, my friend. So out of character. So we have two options, you said. Basically the safe route, but it would take longer. Mm-hmm. Or go through the woods and it would be quicker but more dangerous. Yeah, so Metagaming wise, mm-hmm. um, this is where I am introducing the travel aspect. Okay. Um, so I am going to uh, make you guys roll a random encounter check when you're mm-hmm. traveling. And I have a table of random encounters. Depending on which route you take will depend on which table you roll on to see what happens. If you choose to go the byway way, there is... Byway way. Byway way. Byway or the highway. Uh, nice. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you choose to go to the byway, then you guys are going to roll more encounter checks and you might have to roll more survival checks. And if you go the Wakefield way, then you will have less of those but they are on a higher scale. Um, The random encounters do have good and bad things on them. So it's high risk, high reward, but it's basically get there quicker, but with a harder route or get there a little bit longer with a safer route. If if I may give my two cents, I I do think that it's important. We get there as quick as possible. And, um, you two fellas seem very uh, capable. Uh, you guys handled those goblins. No problems. I think my suggestion would be we take the shorter route so we can get King Amastica um, home as quick as possible. If I may. Listen, I am all for adventure. If I may, Silas, was it? Uh, we do have no, the my king. My Leo. My name's not Silas. Yeah, we're just going to cut that whole piece out. Try that again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Leo, was it? Uh, Did you say? Okay. I got to try it again. Damn it. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) we have the king of a nation. Should we not be safe? We do, but I, I, I worry that if they want it to be discreet, what if we ran into some thugs or ruffians and you know they things could go awry this is true but if he's in the carriage would it I, I, that is that is very true sir well i guess the more important question is can any one of you lead a carriage because i know i can't listen a horse is a little too big for me mm. <laughs> beckett has fallen asleep 
<laughs> well, we have bored our host. <laughs> yeah, he does that really awkward stretch where he's like, oh, man, it's getting late, isn't it, fellers? <laughs> Listen, you- guys, I think we should just go through the forest and cut our losses. We need to uh, we need to get there as fast as possible. Torbera is counting on us to deliver this king safely. Well, if it's two against one, I'll go along with it. So, Mr. Excellent. Mr. Rosegold, do you have a suggestion as to what you think we should do? Uh, I'm not looking to put anybody in any day. What what accent is this now? (laughs) Now I'm a Western man. (laughs) I do reckon. (laughs) I'm not looking to get anybody in any trouble. I'm not looking for to get anybody hurt. I don't know what the three of you are capable of. All I know is the woods are a dangerous place. The byway is a dangerous place. And you have a very important person in your hands. What I would say is maybe take a moment to evaluate your strengths, your weaknesses, and do what makes sense for your team. Thank you, sir. Sir, Um, I'm a bright strike. I think we can handle the forest. How is everybody doing for, like, damage and spells-wise? Like, I feel like, personally, I think we... I haven't taken any damage. I have one first-level spell slot left, but I can... I have an ability that I can get a second level, or I can get another first level. So Mm -hmm. I feel like we'd be fine going the more dangerous route, just to get there quicker. But, once again, I mean, if you guys think it... If you guys think it's better to go the other route. Listen, man. Let me ask the old man a question. All right, you do that. He has a name, you <laughs> fucking prick. Old Man Beckett, do you know anything of the dangers on these two paths that may better help us to make a decision? Well, young man, and he kind of gives you a little bit of sass. <laughs> Damn, got him. <laughs> I guess I'm just a little bit tired for an old man. So all I know is that it's dangerous out there. And he stands up and starts clearing his uh, teacups. And he he's kind of soured on you now. So he turns to the other two and he's like, the horse is out back. I, I do expect that you will treat her kindly and bring her back in one piece, fellas. I, I haven't drank any of my tea. Could I possibly bring it with me? Do you have a to-go cup? Give me a luck check. Nice. Do I add anything? No. This is my best roll so far. I got a 15. Just take the cup. <laughs> Thank you, does sir. It, does it have like a champion logo on it? Oh, it sure doesn't. It is a white <laughs> cup with blue floral flowers on the side of it. Thank you, sir. This cup is beautiful. I will make sure I mail it back to you. Well, uh, I assumed you could just drop it off with the horse, but mail will be fine. <laughs> I was under the assumption you were giving us this horse, sir. You were under the wrong assumption. You're you're rude, people. Please leave <laughs> Wait, my house and I... take my horse. Listen, sir, I do I'm have so one... sorry. I have two more questions for you before we leave. For the love of um. God, you called my daughter vulgar. This guy just calls me an old man. You uh, want to steal my do? cups and my horse. Uh, sir, no, I don't want to steal it. Listen. You can have it. Do you possibly have an extra sleeping bag? <laughs> I do not. You All can right, sleep uh, in the horse trailer thing that I don't remember sec- the name of. Carriage. Second question. Um, how late is it in the day? 
It's morning. You guys came it's back morning. in the morning. Do you mind if we take a long rest before we go? <laughs> uh, give me a persuasion check. <laughs> With disadvantage. You have to beat a 17. Now listen, we all, I am a bright strike after all. <laughs> did you say disadvantage? No, Jimmy did. Uh, oh, um... <laughs> You know, on second thought, I think we're just going to be on our way. <laughs> I uh, I start trotting outside. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I I follow him. He glares at Wolf as he walks by him. On the way out, I'll just uh, on the way out, Wolf will say thank you for your hospitality and sorry if I've offended. A little rough around the edges, and then I'll walk out. Hmm. Weird how you come into an old man's house, call him an old man, and expect him to not be. He closes the door, but you can still hear him bitching on the inside. <laughs> come into my house and don't even drink my tea. Two of them didn't even drink it. One of them stole my teacup. And <laughs> I'd like to slide a gold piece underneath his door for the teacup. <laughs> you do that and unrelated to that. He's just like, that's a 10 gold teacup and they're just out there willy nilly. <laughs> so anyways, you guys are outside of Beck's house and yeah, you, um, you peek around back and he does indeed have a beautiful white stallion tied up to his, uh, shed with like a small rustic, like looking little carriage. It's not like massive, but like the four of you could sleep in it. You know, it's got one of those, it's like Oregon Trail style where it's got like the oh. leather cap to it and shit. Are we going to die of dysentery? Um, I mean, that's up to you guys. Give me one second. Uh, I go back up to the door. I knock on it. Um, we may have forgotten the king inside. <laughs> I, uh... Out of embarrassment, I get in the carriage. <laughs> you see, he... Oh, boy. Yeah. You see, he opens the door, um, and he's actually got a uh, stone of super far speech. And he goes, hold on, Divine. What was that? You forgot the king inside? Yes. I just he, like he permission to grab him. Yes, you're supposed to be protecting him. And as well, you walk wanna... inside, he, he leans really far into his stone. And he's like, you might want to start sending some troops this way. Maybe meet them halfway. I don't know if the king's going to get there. <laughs> Maybe contact Wakefield. See if the see if the guard can go out. I hate to impose upon you, but do you have anything we could cover his face with in a more civil manner than a bag? Joe. Yes. What do you consider more civil to cover a king's face with? <laughs> like maybe a anything, hood? anything but a bag, like a bandana or something that just covers the lower part of his face. Literally anything except the bag. Maybe a sleeping bag. He doesn't have a sleeping bag. He doesn't have an extra sleeping bag. <laughs> That's true. He actually has a really nice LL Bean fleece-lined sleeping bag. Damn. Mm-hmm. Bet you paid good money for that. He looks at you, Wolf, and he doesn't say a word. 
and he just turns and grabs the dish towel that's sitting on his stove and hands it over to you. Oh, what's it? Uh, what what's the pattern on it? Uh, hummingbirds. Nice. I'll take it. Thank you. And then I will grab the king and make my way out. And I'll shut the door behind me. Can okay, everybody, everybody, give me a perception check. I'm in the carriage. That's fine. Oh, okay. Sixteen. Twelve. Nine. Uh, all of you see Beck watching out the window to make sure that you actually put the king in the carriage. <laughs> I give him a friendly wave. He doesn't wave back. He closes his blinds. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, I, I think we should be very careful not to refer to our friend here as the king. What do you say that we just keep calling him Bagman? I feel like that if we've met anybody that could cause us harm, they would uh, be very interested in a king. I think we should just keep him hidden in the carriage. Right, but at worst case scenario, um, we, we just refer to him as Bagman? Hmm. If any How about people... Mr. Bag? That's a little better. Yeah, it's a little bit more polite. I think we're being rude by calling a king Bagman. Sure. Whatever. I just don't think we should call him King. King Bagman. All right. I get on this goddamn horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this place. <laughs> Wolf, I so, think you should drive. Yeah, I don't want to drive. what happens. <laughs> all right. We're all sitting in this carriage then. You guys wanted all to right, take the fast so- route, correct? Through the forest we go. Yes. All right, so you're going through Wakefield? Yeah. Attempt to lead the the horse that way. I'm going to use... I have an ability that I can spend sorcery points to get a spell back. I'm going to spend both of my sorcery points to get um, a first level spell back. Okay, and you guys, even though you offended the only NPC you've met so far other than the champions, you guys can take a rest anytime that you want, like in your carriage now. It's like, even if you wanted to sleep outside his house, like... Oh, like sleep, sleep. I don't know, Zach asked if you guys could bunk with him or somebody asked. Not directly. I mean, we, we have had a long day, but it's still pretty early. I think it's pretty urgent we get the king back. Excuse yeah. me, it's Mr. Bagman. Oh, shit. You're right. I just said that we shouldn't call him king. That's the first swear Leo's ever done. Oh, God. Uh, we should get Mr. Bagman back. Yeah, I say we press forward. I think so. We have an adventure. All right. So what we are going to do here is, since you are going through the short route, um, I'm going to require less rolls from you. How long of a travel is it? Because couldn't we just sleep, at, like you said, at some point? Like, you said this was a shorter route, but how short? Oh, it's going to take you, like, it, you got, so the way this is going to work is you're going to ro- roll survival rolls, mm-hmm. and that is going to decide how well you are doing as far as your trip. Um, so the better, the better survival rolls that you do, the, um, less time it's going to take you, but you will have to sleep at least once or twice. 
out of game. Uh, what's everybody got for some survival skill? Mm-hmm. I got a plus three. Plus two. I got a plus four. Perfect. Oh, uh, so I guess it makes sense that Wolf's driving the horse. <laughs> Mr. Wolf, sir, if you get tired, um, I can always uh, take over for you. I'll be sure to let you know. All right. Uh, Wolf, give me a survival check. Right. Come on. Yeah, let's see how this starts. <sighs> a nine. Nine? All yep. right. So you guys aren't making bad time. You're just, you know... You're getting used to what's going on. Wolf's giving the uh, horse, you know, a little bit of leeway because he doesn't really know too much about horses. I'm assuming, like, up in the monastery, like, horses aren't that far, you know, fetched. I'm sure he's ridden, like, a couple horses before in his life. Probably hasn't driven this big of a carriage before, so that's probably a little bit of a learning curve for him. Everybody roll me a d20. Don't add anything to it? Nope. Great roll. Let's go. Who wants to go first? I got a seven. I got a 15. Your driver got a three. Hell yeah. Mm. Mr. Silas Leodore. Mm-hmm. You are going to roll the first encounter check. Ooh. And this is just a roll. regular d20? Uh, no. I-, I wish I had 20 options for you, but you're going to oh. roll... <laughs> The elusive D12. D12. That's, you know, that's the second best dice. That was the second best I mostly dice. wanted to do it because nobody ever rolls a D12. <sighs> I rolled a two. But um, I'm assuming it's not, it's random, so. Yes, I was going to say, I will say there are like bad things in all of these mm-hmm. random encounter tables, but they're not necessarily, I did randomize them, so it's not necessarily... Right. Like, if I roll a 1, it doesn't mean... It's not like a nat 1 where it's, like, the worst possible... Well, maybe. Not yet. If Mm -hmm. I ever boost it up to 20, I might make it so that the 1 is the worst and the 20 is the best. But as of right now, let me pull up my table. I'm assuming all three of you know, but it's probably good to cover just in case. Two things. A... I'm not actually using a normal random encounter table. I'm using my own. I did pull stuff that I like off of random encounter tables and make it so that it is believable in my world. Um, Mm -hmm. But the way that random encounters work is it can be literally anything. It could be the generic, you guys get attacked by wolves. It can be, you know, something good happens. Like you stumble upon a gold chest or something like that. Sleeping bag. (laughs) Or a sleeping bag. (laughs) Or a dragon. It's it's literally anything. So just for people that aren't aware of like what the random encounter is, it's just to spice up like travel scenes and stuff like that. We won't always do it during travel. Like if I ever make you guys go from place to place and it's going to be like, it'll never get to the point where it's like excessive, but I like to do it as something that is like you're traveling a very long way. So it makes sense that you're going to run into some random shit. At least until we get our airship. Mm-hmm. So, you guys are traveling, and it's getting a little bit later in the day. It's probably like, you know, three or four o'clock or so. And are there windows? Huh? Are there like windows? Can we, are we like can we see stuff that's happening, or is it just like? Yeah, yeah. It's a- it's a covered wagon, so it's literally just like a tarp over the top of it, so okay. like the sides are exposed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, you're fine. So, 
you're, you know, Wolf's doing a pretty decent job of traversing through the woods. And suddenly, three of you see in the distance a smoke rolling up over the trees. How far ahead of it, like, is it, like, super far ahead or is it, like, close by? Uh, It's probably, like, 100 feet. The way the road goes is you're on, like, a shitty little woods trail. um, And it's, like, slightly to the right. But it's, like, you have a hill that you're going to be coming up on. And it's, like, down over the hill. Do you, what do you guys think about maybe parking it here and just one of us going up and checking it out? Not getting too close, but kind of just getting a lay of what's coming up. Yeah, I think it best to stop. Any of you guys have a drone? I, uh, do I check my pack. Do I have a drone? No. <sighs> okay. I, I must have forgot it at home. My, my dad sure does love to use the drone, though. I, I always kept mine in the sleeping bag, but I threw it in the river. <laughs> Seems dumb, sir. I mean, uh, excuse my language. Excuse but, me? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um, Y'all Lorcan's, are aggro today. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lorkin, sir, would you like to check out what's ahead? Or uh, maybe, Wolf, would you like to? And I can I can watch the horse? Yes, I'll leave you two to watch the horse. I'll go check out this smoke. Okay, I, I want to climb up onto the reins in case we need to get a quick getaway on our cart. Okay. I stay so, in my seat. Nice. So, um, you two stay. Like I said, it's like 100 feet away, so Wolf does have to go mm-hmm. quite the distance. And um, so the three of, or the two of you watch as Wolf makes his way up the trail. And are you going just walking, Wolf, or are you trying to stealth up? Uh, no, I'm not stealthing, no. I'm just maybe if I, I maybe looking for a rock I can throw into it and see what happens, but I'm not stealthing. Okay, so you get up over, you get to like the precipice of this hill and give me a perception check. Well, he's sure taking his time, isn't he? Yeah, I hope everything's all right. 15. <laughs> so, well, you nice. look down and you see what the cause of this smoke is. And it is directly in the uh, middle of the road is a like small little uh, shitty looking bonfire. And the smoke is like rolling up and over. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't see anything else like you don't see anything that's going going on around it silas and lorkin give me a perception check i don't i don't like that 13 19 okay perfect so lorkin doesn't see this but silas does as suddenly from behind wolf a tiny furry looking humanoid sneaks up behind him and like rustles around in his pockets and then darts back into the bush next to him. Boy, did this I, is taking a long time. Did I see where it went? Yeah, it, it darted to the right into the bushes. Um, um, is he too far out of like yelling range? Wolf? Yeah. He's like 100 feet away, but you could like bring the horse up. Okay, yeah, Um, I guess... And you also can yell. Like, I don't know how far yelling works in D&D. 
Yeah, I'll probably yell, um, Wolf, behind you! And then I, I, I think I'll get off the horse and I say, uh, Lorcan, can you uh, grab the reins? And um, I start pointing in the direction that the furry thing went. Because you said it reached into his pockets, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I definitely like try to get Wolf's attention and then point in the direction and start heading that way. Okay, Lorcan, or not Lorcan, Wolf, give me a perception check with advantage. Because I'm basically going to say that um, S- Silas is aiding you to... Ooh. Eight. Oh, 18. 18? Perfect. So as you hear him yell, you turn around back towards your carriage. And just out of the corner of your eye, you see this furry thing um, like darting into these bushes. And you see like the bushes do that thing where they like flop back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, because I don't want whatever. Did I see what it is? It's just like a furry humanoid thing. You said that's all you could see. Yeah. Okay. So in, in kind of hopes that it can't, I don't want it to hear us. Um, I, I'm going to cast message at wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 120 feet, but it's just in his head. Um, mm-hmm. so that way he just hears it. And I, I say, uh, heads up, sir. Um, by the way, it's, it's Leo. Uh, that, that, that furry humanoid thing just took something out of your pocket. I'll, uh, reach in my pockets and see if I can see if anything's missing. Uh, how much gold did you have, Wolf? Wolf. Let's see if I can find it on this character sheet. <laughs> Wolf. Where would the gold it should be, be under in- It goes under inventory, and then it's right, right to the right. Mine says 80, and then it's a little gold symbol. Uh, 110. 110. On D&D Beyond, is there a roll for the D100? There is one. It's two. It's the two. Uh, I got 41. 41? Yeah. So the uh, this little humanoid has stolen 41 pieces of your gold. And the note that Mentor gave you, your <gasps> sentimental note telling you about the beautiful forges in the mountains of wakefield nice can i see is it gone now or? <laughs> uh it, it this is all happening within a matter of seconds so like it is out of your eyesight but it just ran into the bushes okay and where's the bonfire the bonfire is probably like 30 feet down the road because it's like down that hill i'm gonna go up to the bonfire and put it out first okay yeah you this go up to the bonfire and you put it out and then I'll turn around in kind of the general direction of wherever that thing was and just kind of mm-hmm. be ready to try and catch it. Okay, give me a perception check. Could I be helping him and, and be looking as well? Uh, did you come down because you you said that you were going to run in point? So have you like... Yeah, I said I was all the- heading in the direction. I'm not like running into the woods, but I was heading into that direction. Okay, give me a perception check. Uh, I got a six. I got a 13. A 6 and a 13? Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't really see the um, direction that the humanoid went. Um, Mr. Lorkin, give me a perception check. Jeez, I'm rolling great. Uh, 13. 13? Yeah. Um, so you don't see anything right off because you're just kind of like watching because all you see is a hill they've disappeared up and over this hill and um all of a sudden you see like a flash next to you and Mm -hmm. you see this humanoid that you didn't see 
and he is now carrying your staff that he has taken from your carriage and he looks at you when you spot him he just goes fuck you old man and then he books it into the bushes to the left of you nobody steals from a bright strike and i cast fireball at the at the bush fire okay um let's go ahead and roll initiative sweet all right nat 20 19 Two, two for the night. And you had dex to that? Uh, got, yeah. Got an eight. Hold on. So we got Lorcan with a natty 20. What did you get, Silas? 19. Silas, 19. What did you get, Wolf? Eight. All right. So we are on Lorcan. Um, in Firebolt, does it say a creature that you can see? Let me see. It just says a creature within range. Okay, so what I will do is... Is this a spell attack, or is this one that they save on? No, it's a spell attack. Okay, so I will let you make the spell attack with disadvantage. Okay, I was actually trying to, like... I was actually trying to, like, hit the bush to smoke him out of it. Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. All you have to do is beat an eight on your spell attack, so this isn't disadvantage if you're just going for the bush. Oh, okay. I got 18 anyway. Yeah, that's fine. So you cast Firebolt and you light up this bush. um, And you see that this little uh, furry humanoid, like, turns back and looks at you. And he's got your staff kind of dragging on the uh, ground next to him. And then, like, a tiny little pouch that he's shoved the rest of his stealings into. Um, Give that stuff back or I won't miss next time. Eat my ass, Baldy. Next turn, I'll shoot again. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to say, next turn, I'll eat your ass. (laughs) And then we go to Silas. Uh... You guys don't hear this. You are like 100 feet away um, Hmm. by that bonfire at this point. Uh, Well, then I don't really know what to do then. (laughs) I guess I just hold my turn. Just say it wasn't you. All right. Well, what would your character do after, like, not seeing this person? Are you going to try to pursue, or are you going back to the carriage? Like, you can hold your turn, or you can you can make a perception check to see if you hear the commotion going on. Sure, also, yeah. There's also that other furry creature, right, that they're dealing with? Yeah, Wolf saw one dart, but then he went down to the fire, so they're a little bit away from where theirs was. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, maybe my, I was being confusing. I wasn't following Wolf. I was, like, heading in the direction that the the, the thing was going. Was what I was. Oh, like, I thought I, you I, said you were following Wolf because you were trying to. No, I was trying to say that I was like pointing to where the thing was going and heading in that direction. Oh, but that that's a, that it it doesn't matter to me. So no, I mean either way, because if that's the case, then you would be about halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, in between the two. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and just give me a reroll on your perception. Um, and we will see if you hear what's going on with Zach. Don't bother. It's an eight. It's an eight. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So you are focused on Wolf right now. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't hear what's going on with uh, Lorcan. So now I, it's yeah. now it's literally yeah. a matter of if you want to 
Yeah. Follow the one that you saw if you want to go to Wolf or if you want to go back to the carriage. It's whatever you think Lork or Silas would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want to keep an eye on the carriage, so I've pointed it out to to Wolf. So I, I think I'll probably head back towards the carriage. Um, okay. And just yeah, kind turn of around. hold my turn and be alert to see if I see it again, maybe. Yeah. So when you turn around, you instantly see that uh, Lorcan has lit up a bush next to him. And you see a similar looking furry humanoid standing mm-hmm. in like the debris with Lorcan's staff. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to cast a spell on this thing. Get that really... furry little beast. I guess I, I will. <laughs> I'm going to shoot my crossbow at it. Okay. <laughs> in, in hopes of not killing it. Go for it. All right. Uh, crossbow. Thirteen. Thirteen. Just misses. No. Okay. They're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Funny. hold back on this creature. Take him down. Oh, so sorry. Uh, I'll get him next time, sir. Sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. So the arrow flies over his head, and he looks down at you, and then looks back at Lorcan, and goes, "Huh." You would think somebody that's not as old as you are would be better at shooting, but apparently you all just suck. And and now it's his turn, and he's going to do a dash action, and he books it. He can go... His speed's 30 feet, uh, so he goes 60 feet in the woods, and you see that he is booking it towards, like, a um, weird makeshift-looking cave. Um, and something happens also that you don't see wolf. Yes. Cool. What did I get stolen from me? <laughs> You're up. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you have no idea what's going on, so you can either head back towards the carriage, you can investigate, you can try to make another perception check to see if you see the one you were originally looking for. Uh, can I just make a check to see if I know what the hell that thing is? Sure. Or did give I not see it a, well enough? Um, no, give me a nature check. Yep, nope. That's going to be low stuff. Let's see. Yep, that's just a three. No, you are you are unsure. You know it is tiny. You know it is furry. And it's kind of yucky. Uh, I'm just going to start heading back. I'll take a dash hash from back to the carriage. I mean, I put the fire out. So yeah. that's what was blocking our way. So I'm going to start heading back. Yeah, so you um, you get up over this hill, and you actually meet up with Silas, um, mm-hmm. and you see the exact same scene. You see uh, a smoking bush down by Lorcan, <laughs> and you see him looking furious off the side of the carriage. And then we are back up to the beginning of the initiative with Lorcan. Right, how far is this furry little creature? He is 60 feet. All right, so Lorcan is fuming at this point, uh, and he he's holding his wand, white knuckled, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of like do I kind of like whisper at the you know whisper into the wand, and I hold it up high, and I cast magic missile. Hell yeah! What's the uh, range on magic missile? Hundred and twenty feet. Nice. Ten damage. Ten damage. Ten damage. 
so you blast this thing from behind and it actually <laughs> falls to the ground. You can see that it has one foot in the grave. And I told you I wouldn't miss. It drops your staff and it's lying there motionless. And you see actually in front of you, um, the other furry humanoid like runs out as it starts to like try to dash across the trail in front of you. And it stops when it sees these like missiles come out and hit the other one. And it just like lets out this, you know, scared little gasp. And as the small one goes down in front of the cave, uh, from out of the cave steps two large bugbears. Yikes. And you now um, see them look down at the one that's on the ground. And in like broken common, it goes, Oh, Donnie, Donnie. And then it looks up and sees your carriage and sees the other one. Mm. And you put two and two together that these tiny furry humanoids are baby bugbears. Oh. I think it's probably best we get out of here, guys. <laughs> do, do you need and your staff back, sir? It's just a stick. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you see one of them picks up the staff and looks at your carriage and the two of them start walking towards the carriage. And that is where we are going to end the session. Aww. As these two giant bugbears head towards your carriage. Oh man. Right Yikes. before my turn started. Mm -hmm. God damn it. So good job, guys. Uh, you almost killed a baby and you've pissed off two bugbears. And an old man. And an old man. Yeah. You have... Gone we should save this. We should save this for the beyond the roll. You were all, yeah. We'll save this for the beyond the roll. But you were all in a terrible, terrible area, and having the best day of your life. Everyone was laughing. You come back. You get offered tea, and you manage to piss off everybody. In my defense, I warned that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Chapter 2. Make sure, of course, that you tune into the Beyond the Roll. We're going to break down all this stuff. We're going to talk about how Zach hates babies and how uh, Joe hates old people. So you guys have offended every single generation of person possible. Um, but yeah, that's going to be going up next week. So make sure you tune into that. Uh, please make sure that you rate the podcast. Give us five stars. That's how we're going to branch ourselves out. We're going to get more listens and we're going to be able to continue doing this. Um, if you guys like the podcast, if you're excited to support us, that's absolutely the best way that you can help us, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Apple podcasts, whatever it's called now, uh, Stitcher, anywhere and everywhere that you can rate us, do it up. We've actually been chatting about a little reward system for our five stars and good reviews and stuff like that. And so we would like to release that pretty soon. So if you have any ideas of something that you would like to see for that, definitely hit us up. Follow us on all of our social medias, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything like that. Uh, they're all at Behold the Roll. Pop into Reddit, start chatting with us in there. Our Behold the Roll podcast, that's on Reddit. And, you know, 
if you know anybody that likes Dungeons and Dragons or anybody that likes podcasts or nerdy stuff or for random dudes just beating up baby bugbears, uh, hit them <laughs> up. Having a good time while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit them up because, you know, maybe this would be their thing. And that's yeah, that's the second best way that we're going to keep this thing going is just your word of mouth, just letting people know and sharing this around. But if nothing else, thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying this so far. Definitely hit me up if you have ideas of things that we can do better, things that you'd like to see, all that kind of fun stuff. And of course, we will see you next time on Behold the Roll. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. See you later, guys. Toodaloo. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Stop recording, damn it. (laughs) See you later. Stop recording. Uh, Adios. Stop the podcast. Ciao. Arrivederci. Is that goodbye? Uh, See you in a while, crocodile. (laughs) Uh, See you later, alligator. I hate this podcast. (laughs)